This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The U.S. Supreme Court has made a ruling this past Monday on a case involving an Alabama death row inmate. The court has approved the request from Kenneth Eugene Smith to die by a new form of execution rather than by nitrogen hypoxia or lethal injection. Smith appealed to have the nitrogen hypoxia execution choice to be removed, saying he was not fully informed by the Alabama Department of Corrections about the gas asphyxiation. Smith was also slated to be executed last year by lethal injection, but a main IV line could never be established in that process. Smith has been appealing his execution ever since, and a lower court ruled in his favor. The state then appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, but the justices refused to take the case. This leaves the lower court's decision to stand. The ruling for Smith comes just as the commissioner for the Alabama Department of Corrections, John Hamm, has declared that the nitrogen hypoxia method and protocols will be completed by the end of this year. Alabama's congressional members are posting their thoughts on social media after the U.S. House passes a border security bill that was written by Republicans. The legislation would restart the building of the border walls increase the number and pay for border patrol agents, and change the way in which border crossers can obtain asylum. President Joe Biden is already promising to veto that bill. Congressman Gary Palmer says that Biden needs to stop willfully neglecting the border crisis and act with the best interest of Americans in mind. Congressman Robert Adderholt and Mike Rogers posted similar statements, and Senator Katie Britt also put out a post on Twitter saying the Biden administration doesn't want to solve the problem or end the surge. They simply want to reclassify mass illegal immigration as legal to artificially make the numbers look better. A bill that cuts down the percentage of the sales tax on groceries here in Alabama will start moving forward in the Alabama House this week. The bill would take the current 4% sales tax on food and reduce it down to 2% over the course of four years, just as long as the Education Trust Fund continues to grow at least 2% each year. The Education Trust Fund will lose about $304 million in revenue that's generated from the grocery sales tax if and when this tax cut is fully implemented. House Speaker Nathaniel Ledbetter says the bill has all 35 state senators as co-sponsors and it already passed the Senate, so he doesn't anticipate any problems with it moving through the House. Tragic news in Jefferson County. A young child has died after a fire broke out at a home with four people inside. The 16-year-old brother of the little boy apparently tried to get back inside the home to find his younger brother, but couldn't make it far enough in, and as a result had to be hospitalized for smoke inhalation. The responding firefighters did get into the house and into the back room where they found the 7-year-old boy. However, it was too late. A five-year-old sister was also retrieved from the home and had to be hospitalized, as well as the grandmother who was staying with all three children. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a final report has been put out this week from Special Counsel John Durham when it comes to the FBI and its launching of both spying and investigations of Donald Trump during the 2016 election. Durham's bottom line summary is that the FBI worked off of raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence regarding Russia and Donald Trump, and that they never should have started in the first place. Durham also showed a different standard of investigation when it comes to how the FBI looked into Donald Trump compared to his opposition, Hillary Clinton, and her campaign. 
Durham found that there was nothing to corroborate of the allegations coming from the Steele dossier, which is a document that has since been linked to legal firm Perkins Coie and to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Durham is recommending massive changes to how the FBI handles politically charged investigations, saying both the Department of Justice and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law. The reactions are coming in from many different angles throughout politics and media. We'll just feature a few, including CNN news anchor Jake Tapper, who said this. It is regardless devastating to the FBI, and to a degree it does exonerate Donald Trump. And the president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, reposted a speech on Twitter that he made to CPAC a few years ago. Judicial Watch protected Trump and our republic from the worst corruption scandal in American history by exposing the FISA abuse, the Comey corruption, and the seditious conspiracy against Trump by the FBI and DOJ. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew, they all knew Trump was innocent but they smeared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate. Trump is a crime victim. Let's remember that. The House Select Committee on Government Weaponization will be hearing from three FBI whistleblowers about the ongoing discrimination against conservatives by FBI leadership, including the labeling of these conservatives as domestic terrorists using false and misleading crime statistics and false official federal statements. Also to be discussed by the three men is how the FBI retaliated against them. The chairman of this committee, Congressman Jim Jordan, has secured the in-person testimony of FBI Special Agents Garrett O'Boyle and Steve Friend, as well as former FBI Operations Specialist Marcus Allen. The hearing is set for 9 a.m. this coming Thursday. A Florida congressman, who is also a former Green Beret, is getting information from sources in Afghanistan about visas and passports being given out to terrorists who are then heading over to the U.S.-Mexico border. Congressman Michael Waltz spoke about it on Fox News. I'm hearing from Afghans that are still there, still in hiding from the Taliban, that the Taliban are issuing visas and passports to to terrorists that can leave legally through the airport in Kabul and travel all over the world uh, and come into our country that way. So look, the lights are blinking red. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time until we're hit again. And the general in charge of the Middle East said he, he expects it within six months. So far, Border Patrol agents already arrested an Afghan national a day after the expiration of Title 42 policies. That man was on the FBI's terrorist watch list. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to take a case out of South Carolina that has to do with congressional districts and claims of racial gerrymandering. The lawsuit was launched by the NAACP back in 2021 and addresses the congressional district now held by Republican Nancy Mace. The NAACP alleges that Republican lawmakers discriminated against black voters and diluted their voting power when they mapped out the first congressional district. In an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, Republican lawmakers say that the lower court that ruled against them did not consider the intent of the state general assembly as well as the good faith and political analysis that was employed rather than race when this district was drawn up. Oral arguments in this case will be conducted in October of this year. A former ByteDance executive is revealing more about the TikTok app and the Chinese Communist Party after launching a lawsuit against his former employer. 
Yintao Roger Yu is the former head of engineering at the parent company of TikTok, which is ByteDance. He's suing that company for wrongful termination. In the lawsuit, Yu says that the Chinese Communist Party has supreme access to all the data held by the tech company ByteDance. You even referred to a special office at the company facility that was dedicated for the committee, which in turn guided how the tech company incorporated core communist values into the app. Yu claims that the data was accessible to the CCP via backdoor channel and that he witnessed ByteDance executives respond to CCP requests for certain content to be elevated and shared and other content to be removed. Yu says he was fired after he pointed out the illegality of taking user content from other platforms. The lawsuit was filed in the Superior Court of San Francisco. And our very own governor here in Alabama was the only governor to have her statements featured alongside many of the spitting mad liberals in the media who wanted anyone refusing the COVID-19 vaccine to be treated like scumbags. Here's a video montage that was put out by Grabian News this week of dozens of national media television hosts, political pundits, and so-called health experts, as well as the president himself railing against those who would not take the shot. Here is just a small portion to show you that I am not exaggerating. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed, but the unvaccinated. It's time for the shot. Blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people. The anti-vaxxers, they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.